Welcome to Suplexes and Cerveza with Chavo Guerrero Jr. I'm your host, Chavo Guerrero Jr. On today's podcast, we have one of the hottest tag teams in all of professional wrestling today. The Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, uh, my good brothers. So without further ado, let's get into it. You boys ready? Yep. Yeah, we, we already, uh, we were practicing your cold open. Do you want to hear what I think it should be? <laughs> all right, let's see it. <laughs> and then i don't know we've been just doing that back and forth for like three days (laughs) when you when you when you left to talk and chop the last time you when you said bye to us and then we just started we went ooh, chavo for about two or three minutes we just couldn't stop you can tell everyone to shut up talk over them do whatever you want that's the beauty of having your own podcast you can run the show tell them to fuck off you can tell us any of that stuff we can't do anything yeah see chavo and gallows and i we just gallows is talking over you it's perfect yeah That's perfect, right? I gotta yeah. get to the you picked you picked a terrible first guest, but no, I'm glad to be here. This is the best one. This is the best one. I just, if for your first one, one, if you don't want to talk much, you can just have us. You know, we'll come on and yeah. just talk. You can just kind of sit talk, back and figure out how you're gonna mediate when you have real guests. We can't even, we can't even let the other one talk. <laughs> See, he can he can even put his microphone down while he's getting himself situated, figuring out what he's gonna do, get his beer ready, crack it open because he knows that there, Gallows man. and Anderson won't shut the fuck up long enough to let him talk. There we go. We can That's, even host a thing for you for a little while. Look, he's doing a, he's doing what every podcast host needs. He's getting a little beer ski. He's comfortable. He's he's just chilling away from the wife yeah. and the kids for a minute. It's really an escapism, is what it is for us. <laughs> exactly, it really right? is. Do something totally different. So I, I know some a lot about gallows, right? I know that we we've, we've partied, you know, on several different continents and several different yes, bars and different continents and, and uh, <laughs> different hotel rooms and, and different uh, restaurants everywhere around the world. Yeah, from but the dives to the big start? How did you guys learn? Like, like get to get together? Because I know from my, I know Gallows was with me in, in WWE. Then we went to TNA. And, you know, there's this big, huge six foot, six foot seven guy, massive with cowboy boots on. And he likes, uh, he likes to stick now, Java. Yeah, yeah. Who could yeah. work? I just, keep, I just keep growing, but really I'm shrinking the whole time. <laughs> he's, a guy, he's a guy who can work, a guy who does does business who's who can talk and everything and hey you know let's let's fire him let's 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 let him go and i was like who's running these companies then i hear he's going to new japan and i'm like okay that's a fit for you man that's where you got to be and then all of a sudden i say he's tagging with this guy that i don't even know who he is this 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 carl anderson's machine gun and i'm like all right so how did you guys get started well, I, I'll start the question because I have to talk over him, but yeah. this actually to put him over. He, um, that's, I said that like real early on because I knew of him very well, but I, I hadn't seen a lot of it. So I started watching before I went and I was like, this guy's like the best kept secret in wrestling because, and he knows that now we've talked about it, but when you're in America and one of these American companies, you kind of live in a little bit of a bubble. Right. Like when you're working that WWE schedule, you're not watching what the brothers in New Japan are doing necessarily. The brothers in Impact, they're now AEW or whatever. Because you're so in that four or five days a week, then you go home, you got to put time in the wife, the kids, you go back out. You don't really know. So I'm like, fuck, this motherfucker is like one of the best I've ever seen before. And now he's my partner. So it was pretty cool. But I mean, he had an eight year 
career there. And, and uh, what was it? Two before, three before I got there. So five years of building himself up. And I'll let him tell you that part. But uh, he's a big deal over there when I got there. He was, like, in that together? country, a huge deal. Yeah, I'd, I'd been there for five years before. I teamed up with A-Train, uh, with oh Matt Bloom now. Who, incredible who, misused talent. Yep. Yeah, he, 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 he had gotten himself over there as probably the number one gaijin guy in, in, in Japan, the number one foreigner going over there. Right. And when they brought me in as just a young boy, because they'd seen a tape, um, they, liked what they, they liked what they saw from a pro wrestling gorilla show, and uh, they brought me over on a young boy contract to train in the dojo on, you know, really small money. But I didn't. I didn't care at that time. I didn't have kids. So you, or, had a, you had a tree to stay there and train in the dojo. Yeah, three well, months this, at a time. This wasn't yeah. a two week two, two week trip. This was like you're going there and living there. You're going living there, brother. I didn't even have a return oh. flight when I when they flew me in. It was it was it was. I had it was a, a hat on. I take it off to you right now because I know exactly how. I mean, how hard that is. That's yeah, tough. dude. You're. You're tougher than a lot of us. It was it it it, it was tough, dude. And I mean, yeah, yeah, wake up early and clean the dojo and go outside and, and clean off the street in front of the dojo too, and right. and do laundry for people. And hear my wife yelling right now. Well, that's the real humans, guys. <laughs> I got somebody's wife yelling. <laughs> the worst. So with, with all these cool things I did, being fired from the WWE in the in the middle of a global pandemic has been the hardest because I'm just stuck at home with so much stuff and then trying to run and trying to do things and, and work at home. Holy fuck. Now that's, it's that's who I tip my hat off to right, right, right. people who have children to try to work at home. That's some real yeah. shit right there. Oh my God. But, it's not, that's, you're like, you're like a, a real person now. With like, <laughs> oh my and, God. And you know, we're not real people. So like no. you gotta, fuck. Yeah. That's a question I want to ask. Cause, cause we're not real humans. This is the hardest oh. thing we've, I've ever had to do. Try to be at home all the time and try to figure out a work. <laughs> Right. Try right. to be, like, have some semblance of normalcy in your life. But yeah, but each contract got better and better. I guess I just kept impress, impressing the higher ups there, the head bookers there. They just and they, they just liked me more and more and more. Then I ended they ended up putting me in a tag team with A Train and we gelled well and they put the tag team titles on us and we held those titles for like it, whatever the amount of days it was, it was the longest reign that New Japan tag team champions had ever had. Wow. And uh that was cool. That was in 2010, 2011. And then um Matt ended up re-signing back with the WWE. Right. And they gave me a nice, you know, I started getting a nice, sweet singles run. <laughs> I started getting this big, sweet shove, right? Here comes the best part of the story. <laughs> 2012. Welcome I mean, your tag team partner. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm main event. I'm doing, I'm, I'm main event in Tokyo, Ryo Goku. I mean, singles matches. I'm, I'm main event in the pay-per-view in Hiroshima versus wow. Tanahashi. I mean, I'm fucking, I'm on a roll here. And then I get, I, I'm sitting down, I'm sitting down in some arena. <laughs> And uh, Hattori is who, who's booked talent for years. He's an older guy, great guy. He goes, Hey man, you see this worker? And I go, and I see him, I, re I recognize this, you know, to me, he's just, was just Festus, right? That's it. That's all I know him as. And I go, Oh yeah, he's good. Cause I mean, and I'm never a guy to bury one of the boys. Sure. I just go, oh, yeah, he's, he's great work. <laughs> I love the, I love the comb over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but this this was actually a, a tape of him wrestling at, at TNA, right? So he was right. he was whatever he was there, Doc, right? Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, oh, good work. He goes, Yeah, he's good, big guy too, man. Maybe, maybe good tag team partner for you. And I went, Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold the fucking phone here, pal. <laughs> what the fuck you're talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where that came <laughs> from. Getting that singles run, son. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about me, you know. The sumo arena and uh, yeah, what the We're, fuck? Uh, yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> but you know, they put us together. We clicked right away. We drank about 57 beers the first night we went out together after yes, having yeah. some yeah. amazing match in Tokyo. Yes. 
They put us over for the World Tag League Tour, uh, the World Tag League. They, we, we won the whole thing. And then we won the Tag Team Championships at, uh, you know, Wrestle, King <clears throat> Wrestle Kingdom 8, maybe. Yeah, <clears throat> right. Whatever it was. We, we, we won the Tag Team titles at the you know, very next month in, in, in the Tokyo Dome. And so, like, you know, and we, we knew it was a match made in heaven. When, if, if, you've been, if anybody that's been around me and, and if anybody that's been around Gallows, then you see us get together, they're like, oh, shit, these two together are fucking unbelievable. <laughs> We, we had both heard from other brothers in the business, like, hey, do you know Carl Anderson or do you know Gallows? No, no. Right. Oh, you guys would be great together. And that, so you'll appreciate this job. I've told it a couple of times, but I'll say it again. Here he goes. The match is over, and I'm like, fuck, we did pretty fucking good. I think, I think I'm in over here, I think. I mean, one right. match, who knows? Who was the first goes, match against? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Who was right, it okay. You guys just gelled as a, as a, as a yeah. team. You can, you yeah. can tell. You can tell. Yeah. The listeners yeah. out there that don't know – wrestling or even the wrestling rush the the wrestling fans out there that are listening you know when you when you can gel with yeah. somebody there's just something magic about it yeah yeah he literally goes do you like mexican food i said yeah i love it do you like beer i said i love it even more he goes do you want to eat and drink it for free at my sponsor i went yes please and about an yeah. hour and a half later we we're like oh fuck yeah this is great <laughs> i love you man yeah it, oh, it, man. <laughs> I was actually hanging out um, probably a couple of years prior to that in Tokyo with uh, Trent Beretta now with yeah. AEW. Yeah. And I was telling a story about something and he goes, man, do you know Gallows? And I go, no, I, I know of him, but no. And he goes, God, you guys would just really get along. And I was like, whatever. He's a lawyer, dude. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd be lucky to get along with me. And now that I know Gallo's guy's probably oh fucking fuck him. Yeah. He's just he's not never been on American TV anyway. He's a fucking mark. Nobody knows him. Exactly. But it was of course, a, of course a match. It's sad now because it's a match made in heaven, and I probably I can never go anywhere else without him. And but I I do you know when when I go on the road, I I do enjoy I just enjoy him being being there. He's one of the only right. guys in the world that can drop me to my knees with laughter and like and it's you know after all these years now fuck now it's been seven straight years of yeah. of being on the road a lot well all wrestlers easy. are quirky Not, you know when your quirks go together is, is it it's easy like when i hang out with him all the time and he's been in india and different places <laughs> it's, just, it's just easy we get along and it's there's no there's no drama there's no bullshit it's just just a good time so we find yeah, somebody to laugh at quick. There was a guy, there was a guy, oh, absolutely. Ditto. There was a dude in uh, India, we kept calling him Indian Dusty. He was like this little short fact guy, and he didn't know how to wrestle, but he would do Dusty Rhodes' comeback. And All right, so I'm going to Fuck, we get drunk and start losing it. Come here, Indian Dusty, go get us this, go get us that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share something with you guys, so hold on one second. Here's, let me see if we see this comes up. Uh, if you have the fart, oh, I'm going to lose my see mind. that one, right? All right, so that's Holy me. That's me. That's, that's me and the uh, guy driving home. I got another one. Hold on a second. I gotta take a picture of that. If you have the fart, I'm gonna die. Let me see this one right here. Boom, come up. That's another one. <laughs> I couldn't open my eyes at any of them. Look at both you guys. I know we're we're having fun now. Let me see this one. <laughs> yeah, we were. I like your little trimmed, your trimmed blackened right. beard. <laughs> look, look, look at this, Chad. Watch this, Chad. So this is watch, the story. We hated this, this guy. This is the backstory. The backstory is that uh, there was um, 
uh, I should I actually should have said the backstory before I pulled this up. But there was this Indian guy, these Indian teens, I mean, these big, strong guys. They weren't wrestlers. They were just they were, act like, I don't know what they were. There were no wrestlers there. They were just like a bunch <laughs> of Indian people that they trained like two weeks to be a wrestler. Yeah. And we had, a, we were there to make them look good. So, so uh, we're, you know, we're, there's no place to go in India. So we're bored. We're in the lobby drinking beer or the little room by the lobby. The whole and time. Then, as, yeah, the whole, as we come out, Galloway looks at me and goes, hey, Chavo, come here. And we see this big, <laughs> this big, one of those big strong guys passed out on the couch in there and but he got was, he got heat with us though remember because he he had he'd bring these oil boys yeah, in and they'd rub oil all over his body and we're like look at this motherfucker getting right, oiled right, up by these dudes like fuck him yeah totally they were standing there and getting these jo- little job good boys to put all the, all the oil on them and they were like, oh, you're so like mr spot yeah it was so weird we were shit. all pissed so he comes out and goes look man goes, you got you got <laughs> you got to check this out so we kind of kayfabed and we went over and I'm like, well, we got to do something to him. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, this is a video, the whole thing. So, so <laughs> it's like a two second video, but Gallows yeah. puts his butt in his face. And then this is what happens. So, <laughs> you hear that little, I don't know, I'm not a video guy, but hold on. You hear it again. Hold on. <laughs> right in his face. <laughs> well, John, you, you figured out Zoom better than me and Gallows. We could never figure we that out. We could never put anything up. I was going, how's he doing that? He's already no, yeah. I did some tutorials, brother. I did it. I got it oh, all good. <laughs> Amazing. We need to tell Rocky about that. That's oh, yeah, part, that's we've been doing these for like six months with no clue. Oh, it's easy. See, I and I was looking for there's I had another one and it's not popping up and I don't know why, but it's a let me see. Boom, maybe this is it. Does that pop up? No. Okay. So that's perfect too. And that's that's so gallows. Yeah, so let me see if I can share this one. Well, I mean, ripping a ripping a fart in some Mark's face. <laughs> oh, this is one. Okay, this is me and, and the this is the little pimp. This oh, is, yeah. this little Indian guy was a pimp, right? He was a sex sexual bandit. Me Just and loved the ladies. Totally with him. And he was this kid, I mean, he's he's a good looking guy, but he was like a little little person and he was he had girls all over him and he was always smiling and it was this guy he was did awesome. he had he had a crew he was like something else outside of wrestling some kind of comedian or something and he had chicks all over him the whole time awesome. let me get rid of that so, so anybody guys, listening we're, we're sharing some uh so, um, on my zoom that you can see on on my patreon page you can you, you can see these pictures in this zoom meeting also but it was it was awesome man you can yeah. see the exposed ass of gallows <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, carl who trains you brother so I first moved to Cincinnati, and uh, um, when I saw the MTV True Life, I Want to Be a Pro Wrestler, I saw Les Thatcher's school on there, and I moved from North Carolina to Cincinnati, and I trained with Les for about three months, but this was in the year 2000, right when I think he had just signed a WCW developmental deal. Yeah, I remember. And his mom TV, was like, I'm going to go do this. This is, uh, yeah, yeah. This I just, I quit college and I went, aren't going to take my money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing fuck. bad can happen. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm average, like average size, average look, like, especially then, like, I think now I carry myself like a brother, but like then I just probably, I mean, they must've not, they probably didn't know what they were getting. I mean, they, I'm five eleven, six yeah, foot. Getting three thousand dollars. They're getting three. Getting well, <laughs> he, he didn't. He didn't get all that though, because I, I only trained there for about three months, and then his his, his mom was passing away at this time, twenty years ago. Right. And so he wasn't coming around much, right? And I didn't know anything about the business, and there was just these. To me, I'm going, who the fuck are these guys? But they were his students training me, and I'm going, I don't know who these guys are. I'm at this sucks. Like, yeah. and I ended up getting, I ended up becoming friends with like guys like Surfer Cody Hawk and. 
uh, Matt Stryker, not the not the one that got in WWE. Unibrow Stryker. Yeah, Unibrow Stryker. And but I at this when I moved there, I go, who are these guys? I, I'm not getting trained. Like I'm out of here. And I ended up switching over to uh, to a guy named Roger Ruffin who trained uh, Abyss and Wildcat Chris Harris. And oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He ended up teaching me a lot about <laughs> a lot about the business. He was he was a referee with the WWE. Refereed Roddy Piper versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania Eight. Oh, I mean, wow. he did some cool things, but. That's where I ended up just going through Cincinnati, the Cincinnati independent scene and Kentucky and Tennessee and all that kind of bullshit there. Then I moved to Los Angeles and that's where I got hooked up with the new Japan dojo. And that was in LA. Yeah. 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 So you were up there with uh, like Simon and Noki and all that. Kind of stuff. Yeah. I came right. I came, I moved there in 2006. Yeah. That, that's when, and that's when I met, that's when I met Simon. Simon was running. He was the president of new Japan. Then right. I think that was a very, it's very tumultuous time. I think <laughs> in new Japan pro wrestling, it's very, <laughs> like, very strange. I remember meeting him and it's like, I'm Anoki's son. And I'm like, what? This I'm yeah, in the, it, it was weird. It, it was, <laughs> but <laughs> Simon were Simon actually works with WWE now, WWE oh. Japan. That's God, good. Awesome. Well, good for him. He's still in the business. Yeah, he's back. he's still yes. in the business. I don't know what he does, but that's that that's Gallo's. Works. I guess that's Gallo's imitating him when he when he booked you for IGF. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, he just I, yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> okay, do it. We won't cut you off. Do, do he, call, he, call, he, he called me and he goes, Keith, because my name was Keith Hansen for some reason. Keith. I go hello. He goes, Keith, is that you? <laughs> and I said, This is Drew. And he goes. Is it Keith? <laughs> and I was going, is he fucking drunk right now? Or what? Keith. You know, New, and New Japan business was bad then in 2006, seven. But then like it just kept each year, just they switch management, switch booking team, switch presidents. I think Simon got fired in like 08 or something or whenever it was, or 07. And each year just got better and better. And now New Japan has been running really, really, you know, really so hot. In, in that dojo, in, in the New Japan dojo in Los Angeles, you met Rocky, right? Yep. And I remember they were TJ like, uh, yeah, TJ was there. Like Rocky Mish like Mishida was there. Not like the uh, MMA um, fighter and stuff. There was a lot. So when, when I say so he wasn't there when I got there, um, they kept saying a guy named Nakamura was coming. And I wasn't very uh, familiar with New Japan talent because, I mean, I just, just you know, I, I, didn't, I wasn't a tape trader, right? And I didn't really know much about New Japan for wrestling. Right. When I got there, I obviously started learning. They said a guy named Shinsuke Nakamura was coming, but he'd already been the champion over there, and I didn't even realize that yet. And so that's when Shinsuke, they sent Shinsuke to, uh, to Los Angeles to live and train and just kind of take his excursion away because I think he had a match with Brock, with Brock Lesnar in Tokyo that they didn't like or something. Mm -hmm. But they sent Shinsuke to America, and that's where me and him became like brothers because we just, you know, we were the same exact age. We were training together every day. We went and what we do? What did we do to bond the most? We loved beer, and we beer. both and we, and we and we didn't like to just have one. We liked to have ten. <laughs> and I think one time I was working out in the dojo, and he came in fucking pretty lit up and was like watching me, watching me. He's like, "You like it to drink?" And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "You finish soon?" I go, "I'm done. Let's go whenever you want." Because <laughs> I was living in the dojo at that time. Yeah, oh, let's crack, crack that Los Guerreros open, brother. Because, I mean, like, you know, Shinsuke at this time, fuck, he'd been there for a couple of years. He was probably making like a hundred grand or something, for example. And I, I only had, I didn't, I only had 50, 60 bucks to my name because I didn't 
It's just that's where I was in yeah. my life. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, right, to me, right. Shinsuke making, I remember Rocky was like, he probably makes about 95, 100. And I was like, and I don't know, he didn't know. He just was guessing. And I was like, God dang. Fuck, bro, what's it like up there? Yeah, what's it like dealing with money like that? <laughs> you know? But like, but that, it, it, all that was, all that helped, helped me get to where I was able to go to New Japan and somehow, you know, somewhat get over in Japan. Um, right, right. Come to WWE probably later in my career than most people think should go to WWE at the time. I mean, I didn't get, I didn't sign with WWE till I was thirty six, and like, you know, that's the way it used to be. So, yeah. so growing up, you didn't get to WWE until you were fifteen years in. Until you were like at the height of your career, that's when you went to WWF at the time. You didn't yeah. get there, you know, because only the best of the best went there. That's just the way it was. Then yeah. it like switched. Like, I don't know what happened, but now all of a sudden, like you almost start your career there and then you go other places, you know? Weird. So I don't, yeah. I, it's weird, but like, you know, like, you know, my dad and those, all those crazy ass guys, like Steve Kern and stuff, those guys, you didn't make it there. Really, man. Yeah. I'm not talking about doing like one shot at the garden for them. No. To get to WWWF. Have a run. You had to be, you're, you're 15 years in, 20 years in. Yeah. You, you've been, yeah. you're like a, you know, a 45 year old man to get there. And now it's like, but I, I think this though, I was talking about this with him and with AJ before, because like, you know, I remember always being in my twenties and stuff, but I always think like if a guy could not get hurt between 35 and 45, like, you know what you're doing the most, you're the best. You're the best performer you'll probably ever be Absolutely. between 35 and 45. If you're injury free, cause you're finally comfortable in your own skin. You're not all awkward and shit. Like, right. You know what you do, you know, you have confidence. Like guys like that are always like, they, I don't know. It's just something about it. Hit right. Right. You may not be, the best athlete you've been right you know, you're 21 years old you can right you're not yeah but you're smart you're the best wrestler you are when you're you know when you're 35 you're 35 yeah. 38 that's when you become yeah. a great wrestler. i met you when you were 38 and right. i remember riding in a car with me you and miz and you were right. at shelton that night and you're like yeah guys we call out of in the ring and i went well like i can call a match in the ring but i'm like hey stay like how the fuck did you call that in the ring and you're like, well, this is how we did it. And you're explaining like how you guys are working right. and calling spots. I was like, holy fucking shit. It kind, of, it kind of proves the point though, because you, when you're this age and you can, you're comfortable with somebody, you can get in there and just fucking bang around. That's good shit. Yeah. I couldn't do that when I was 26 in WCW. Right. I, I yeah. You'd be like, that. you learn. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now I could do more stuff at 26. Yeah, you know, where I had more balls at 26, where I I haven't been injured yet, so I'm doing a triple <laughs> flip out to the to the ground. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know why I was doing it, and I couldn't call it in the ring like that. Yeah. Did you go to HWA whenever WCW closed? I was wondering if you no. guys ever crossed paths at that no, time. No, 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 no. I I went straight from WCW to uh, right to WWF TV. Right. Picked up to yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't actually they, they had the developmental deal, but I'd already switched over to Roger by the time they started sitting oh, okay. the guys there. That's when they sent all the you know, like the Lash LaRue. I remember yeah. he was, he was hey, around yeah, yeah, in the cool. city and Jason. He was in Jett. your group. Yep. Right, right, right. Lash, um, yeah. Remember Jason Jett? Was he an ECW guy too yeah. for a second? Jason yeah, Jett was a WCW guy, yeah. Yeah, he was, um, he, was, he was an ECW guy. ECW first. WCW oh, okay. He was doing all these awesome moves. We're like, wow, this guy's really good. But I didn't know that he was stealing them all from ECW guys. He was stealing <laughs> all this stuff from Tajiri. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, geez, I didn't even know. Well, that. well, like, that's that's new, innovative. Look at how innovative this kid is. Nope, I just remember, I remember, 
We uh, a couple of guys that still worked for HWA. I go hang out with them, Brother, and then Jason Jet came over. <laughs> Jason Jet came over, and he like put a tape in his in his VCR, and he was like showing us ECW stuff that he right. did. And I was like, "Fuck, this guy fucking made it, brother!" Showing wow. you matches of himself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he made it already. But now, like, right, you right, know, right. like my career just blew his out of the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, fuck him. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. He he makes. I know he made tights with easy easy money tights at easytights.com. He made some yep. great tights. But bro, well, you got to remember that was like 2002 and 2003 though, when that easy yeah, tights was a thing. I remember 18 that. years ago now. So I, I don't, I haven't heard from him or around. Well, he was always nice. If, but. if they're going to return to any promotion, I bet it's going to be Talk and Chop Mania. Oh, oh Jason, Jason. So hold on one second. So we do this little thing on uh, suplexes and cervezas. My, my, yes. uh, my uh, podcast name here. So it's called Rapid Fire. So we'll throw a couple about maybe 20 little rapid fire questions that you just say the first thing that comes to your mind, first thing, what you guys think, right? Yep. So right. you guys ready? You guys down? Easy. Do it. All right. So new cars or vintage cars? New. New. Both of you? News? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got the new cars. Okay. Are you a light beer or are you a full strength beer, guys? Light beer. Full strength as I'm getting older. All right. So <laughs> that being said, are you like a Coors Brewing Company guy or Anheuser Busch guys? Coors, I Bud Bud Light. It's tough though. Yeah. Anheuser Busch. Okay, that's cool. No problem. No problem. Yeah. So it'd be so one's a Coors Light and one's a Bud Light guy. Awesome. I love it. But uh, but I can go either way. We both are like the <laughs> beer. Yeah, it's a oh, tough question. Yeah. For, tough question for two guys who love beer. Well, exactly. Yeah. So the first time I ever met Fit Finley and Dave Taylor, they were getting their visas in El Paso because they could go to Juarez, Mexico, across, across the street and get it done. And they came and watched Super Bowl at Eddie's house. And I was living at Eddie's house training for wrestling right before I got to WCW. And I go, hey, guys, you know, what's your favorite beer? And Fit Finley goes, cold. Yeah. <laughs> James Thorpe. <laughs> <laughs> right, so red wine or white wine? Red. red. Both red guys. Okay. Are you yep. guys St. Patty's Day guys or Cinco yes. de Mayo guys? Both. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Both. Both. Okay. Cinco yeah. de Mayo. Okay. Cool. Cool. It's an excuse to party. Right. 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 Yeah. Ali or Tyson? Fuck Tyson. Tyson. That's what I grew up on. It's our generation. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. Great. Bourbon or vodka? Vodka. Vodka. Bourbon makes me do weird shit. Right, right, right. So does vodka, but I'd rather have vodka well, than bourbon. It's, I mean, I've done some really weird shit. On <laughs> okay, hmm. are you a blonde or brunette? Blonde. Brunette. Brunette. Blonde, brunette. Now, don't feel obligated because your wives are blonde and brunette. <laughs> I think we're both being honest, though. Like, <laughs> no, that's just, just, just being honest. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right, these are some, some road questions. So, are you a Waffle House or Cracker Barrel? Lately, Cracker Barrel. I think it, it, it's case by case, but we wouldn't yeah. choose either one of those because they don't sell alcohol. Right. We're looking for somewhere you can get a beer. All right, cool, cool. Now, on a plane, are you first class or would you rather have the whole roll to yourself? First class, first class, me softly, bring the drinks, bring the premium dinner, the fucking snacks, is unlimited yeah. drinks, you know yeah. what I mean? We got, we got spoiled in our last run. We got spoiled in our last contract. The only one that ever had first class in it. Oh, that's it. I never got it. So you guys are above me. I never once got it. Well, so yeah. I For a second. <laughs> we got it, Chavo. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can I get the upgrade? <laughs> we got it. That's my, that might be why we got canned. Just another reason. These motherfuckers. Who do they think they are asking for first class? <laughs> Michael Hayes saw that and buried us. Oh, of course. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. So are you a boob guy 
or butt guys? Oh man, just as, as a sex addict, I'd say every orifice, every part of my Yeah, body. I think I'm a, I think I'm a smooth skin guy <laughs> and everything. He does have a skin, smooth skin fetish. We're weird guys to ask the sex questions. Too. <laughs> well, well, staying at, at, at Gallows' house for the last couple of months ago, uh, I seriously, you guys, I know you're newlyweds. I, I get it all cool, but like, I wish I had that more sex. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. I'm sorry, my, my, my buddy who helps me around the house, he's here right now, and he goes, I said, you can't hear that. It's two floors away, and he goes, Sounds like you're coming through the fucking ceiling. And I'm like, I guess when there's no, like, it's nighttime and there's no TV on, like, people can hear you banging. It sucks. Yeah. Well, when I went to bed and in my room, there was a 100 milligram Viagra on the, on the, on the, she, the nightstand. I was like, all right. Cool. Got you, bro. My wife's like, no. Oh, no. I'm, good. I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, ah. So then I went back out and drank with Knox and Haley. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> Just random Viagra's laying around. Brother, I was like, right, is that on? What is it? Is that on the full, full brother house here? I, I, I took it. I was like, all right. And of course, you get excited and pop it. <laughs> yeah. you get hammered with Knox as your deal's hitting the table. Yeah, yeah, right. So are you, I, after sex, do you guys snuggle or get the fuck off me? I got to go sleep. I, gotta I, I like to lay with my beautiful, hot Asian wife. Just snuggle up with her. and you are the awesome guy. <laughs> I'm pretty blown up, so I got to jump off of it. I got to walk around, get my breath, take maybe take a pee. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not a shower, because I'm hoping for round two ski. And then I'll yeah. cuddle after that, but I got to get up right away. Right. You're always thinking about round two, though. I'm a round two guy. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Four and six. That's awesome. Eight. Uh, Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair? Hulk Hogan. I was a Ric Flair guy. Cool. Ric Flair. There's no wrong answers here, of course. That's yep. awesome. Uh, Savage or Steamboats? I was a big Steamboat guy. Savage for me. Yep. We all were, yeah. uh, Rock and Roll Express or The Rockers? Rock and Roll Express, hands down. Especially after meeting The Rockers. <laughs> hey, Marty Jannetty killed somebody. Did you guys see this today? It was I a headline. I saw that. I saw that. Son of a bitch. bitch. Marty is a he's he's an old school boy, man. He, Mark, he doesn't. I, I wouldn't. I don't know if it's true or not, but I wouldn't. Listen, I him. just think Marty needs to learn a little censorship when what he puts out here publicly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we've had a couple things in the last year or so, brother Marty. Back off a season. Pipe, pipe it down guys, there, bud. If you guys admit to a murder on this podcast, I will censor it out. I will, <laughs> we'll edit that out for you. <laughs> but if we do it on our own Facebook, you can't help us, right? Well, that's, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's one thing you don't got to worry about with us. <laughs> yeah, they should have looked in the Chattahoochee. I mean, Marty, do you want to tell them where the bloody glove is or yeah, what happens yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. I love him. He's a good guy. He just sometimes, you know. Sometimes you get into a murderous that. rage. Shit happens. <laughs> uh, okay, just a few more. Stallone or Arnold? Stallone. Ooh. I guess I was a, I guess I'm an Arnold guy. Okay, cool, Stallone. Cool. Uh, Ginger or Marianne? Marianne. Who are they? Oh, Gilligan's God. Island, Gilligan's brother. Island. Oh. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Naked hey, Gallic, That was younger than me. I have, I don't have no idea who either of those are. Right, right, so I'll take it was on TBS after school. I'll edit this out. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and the very last one, are you guys sativa or indica? Sativa. Indica puts you into the couch. Yeah. The couch. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a neither one. That shit flips me out too much. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Okay. 
I love it. So let's go back to uh, now, Gallows. When you were, I know you were starting. I know the story a little bit of a guy. Didn't you do a run in on somebody? Like when you were just, you already didn't start started wrestling yet, and you ran into the ring. Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> Who was it? I didn't run into the ring. There's two. The first one, I was a fucking super fan. Okay. Blithering and Mark. Like, Blithering Mark. Like when I was I, I fourteen, love, I, fifteen. By the way, I, we were all fans. I grew up in a third yeah. generation pro wrestler, and we were, yeah, we were, just, we were huge marks. We we're huge fans. But I, I was a the, blithering Mark. I got to the point where I couldn't take my mark to anymore. <laughs> Like, I was buying, like, high techs. I was dressing like the wrestlers did outside of the ring in the magazines. I was insane. I was like, I'm just going to have to be a wrestler now. Right. And uh, I was in Pittsburgh, and th there's two stories in, this, in Pittsburgh in the same venue, but two different occasions. The first one, I'm about, about 15, and it's the Attitude Era, and, like, there's just a mat. You know how it is when you pull out and there's fans everywhere, and it can be crazy, and it's kind of cool, and then the longer you do it, you're like, I wish they'd get the fuck away from the car. Who knows what these crazy bastards are doing? Exactly, exactly. It, it's know. awesome, but at the same time, you're like, now all of a sudden my head's on a swivel, right? I can't just go into my car. I'm like, who's going to knife me right now? So this isn't a testament to me being cool at all. This mm -hmm. is a testament to how cool this guy is. I'm thinking of how Chad and I, Carl and I, would have reacted to this now, uh, being us and how this guy who was the rock uh in you know 98 or whatever well, he gets stopped and there's fans all around him and i just take off sprinting and i'm like you know <laughs> six five like 180 at the time and i just do this just jumping like cross body and i literally land on the hood of his car and i'm like i didn't think i was gonna make it that far and i'm like oh shit like i'm gonna be in trouble and like i look and we're like face to face and he does the fucking people's eyebrow. I'm like, whoa, whoa. And then I just feel this, these arms pull me and I just land straight on my head. And it's the security guys. And they're just trying to beat the shit out of me. But it's these two big fat guys. And I like right. rolling right. somehow juke, which I could never do now. And I fucking sprinted away and out into the parking lot. And then so another time. Car, you jumped on Rock's car. Rock's yeah, jumped the on his actual car. Rock. Have you had another you time this yet? I've never told him no. The rock's always the rock's a little busy you. when he comes around. I will, I will <laughs> yeah. tell him because I will see him soon and I will tell him this story. He, he well, it's absolutely freaking love it. And it is the truth. It's Pittsburgh. On his Forty-seven million Instagram yeah. account. <laughs> and then, and then the same building, like a year later. Yeah. I'm like, I'm walking around. I'm like, I got to get to where they come in at so I can tell somebody about what a great wrestler I'm going to be, obviously. So you're like, I got away so the I, last time. I'm doing this again. I'm like 16 now. <laughs> so I keep going through all these doors while the show's going on. It's getting close to the main event. But I'm like, I don't even care about the main event. I got to let them know I'm going to be working here probably next mm -hmm. week. So I'm running through and I get out into like the parking cage, like underneath the arena. And I'm like, what? all I got to do is wait. So I wait and I wait. And all of a sudden, uh, Steve Austin comes out and Deborah's with him. And he's got like two beer cans and he looks so cool. I'm just like, oh, this is the crown jewel. So I just fucking, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, Stone Cold. I just take off sprinting, Chavo. And you know, remember Jimmy Tillis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Tillis comes from the side and fucking spears me out of my high techs. Just fucking doubles me over. I love Jimmy, but Jimmy wasn't. Jimmy. I didn't see him. I, I was like just fucking sprinting towards Stone Cold. And he just, I mean, yeah, just yeah, annihilated me. If I wasn't so young, it might've killed me. And then fucking gets me up. And he's got me in like an arm bar. And he's right, like right. throwing me out. And shit. So yeah, that was my two times when I tried to get, you know, in. Uh, that's, that's awesome.
How did we? How did we get on that story? I don't even remember what, how we so got. He was just saying about how nuts I was on the start. I know he did some running. Oh, stuff like that, you know, so. <laughs> that um, makes sense. Let, let, okay, let's talk about because um, you mentioned Carl. You remember you mentioned the uh, the the Festus character. That that's who you had uh, had seen, and that's that's how you knew who Gallows was. Was a yeah. character, right? So that's like when I first met him was. Uh, he was, hadn't even really done that character yet. He was just coming up, and then he went to this character. So you got this guy who's, you know, 23 years old. Yeah. He was, you know, pretty pretty bald. He's got the, the skullet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Totally bald with a fucking skullet. Yeah, yeah. full-blown they, they, skullet. They, they, they make this kid who <laughs> looks like he's 47 years old <laughs> to... You know, to have this this gimmick with this comb over on him, and if everybody's <laughs> listening, don't know this this get this, you don't know this 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 young guy. They made him look like he's like a forty seven year old man with a full on oh, comb yeah. over, right? Get out yeah. of shape, wear so, the fucking comb over. Right, yeah. Right. Well, I, what I loved about it was that he was always, you know, he'd go out. He's twenty twenty. What were you twenty three? 22, 23, 22, 23. Yeah. Wow. We'd go out, we'd go out and, you know, he'd always have a hat on or a bandana on or something <laughs> like that, you know, but underneath he's got this comb over hair that he's got to have, right? He's got to have this thing. And sure enough, every once in a while he'd meet a girl or whatever and, uh, or he'd, you know, something and then the, the hat would, <laughs> would somehow come off, right? That was the end. That's, oh, we my. used, we got to the point, like, like before we were cool enough to hang out with you and it would be all the young guys, we'd walk up to a bar that would have like a bouncer and a cover fee. And we weren't over enough to be like, hey, we're the wrestlers. So we're just standing there like marks. And then I, I'd stand there and be polite and I'd walk up and they'd be like, oh, no hats. And I'm like, I'm out and going back to the hotel. Have fun, guys. I'm not right, doing right, this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to be the guy <laughs> in the back of the room with the fucking comb over for fuck's sakes. It's close. Just embarrassed. I, exactly how you feel. I was always <laughs> yeah. trying to cover up my bald spot before I shaved my head. And I'm like, what do you mean no hats? I got my oh, gosh, come on. <laughs> even like, even when just being a bald guy before, you know, right. I've always wanted to wear a hat because it just, it just fucking felt weird. And I always like wearing hats anyway, but now it's, I'm all, it's whatever, you know, but right. I can't imagine if I don't have that hair like Festus did. Fuck. Right, right. The, well, the, the, just the, my brother, the, um, like stories like i remember one time like he's telling a story where he uh, he's with a girl and she takes him to the shower <laughs> am i allowed to tell the story <laughs> yeah go ahead it doesn't matter and uh, 15 years ago she takes him to the story and i mean takes him in the, in the in the shower and you know he's still got a bandana on <laughs> and she's he's trying not to get his head wet he's like, oh, right right and then all of a sudden the, 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 help Tell the story because I can't tell it like you. It's it's awkward to tell it at this particular moment, but yeah, <laughs> maybe Chamo can want me to tell it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, I think I know why. Let's say so. There was a, I guess, like so. How old were you? This fifteen years ago. You we can leave you, stuff out. It's all right. We can leave. We can no, leave. so I'm probably twenty three or twenty four yeah. when this yeah. whole story happened. Yeah. Right. So I think that like they, they just about started to get they started getting down to business. Right. Like mm -hmm. they started getting down to the actual business. Right. Right. And as they're getting down to the actual business, his, his bandana starts, starts slipping backwards, starts slipping backwards and slipping backwards, slipping backwards. And he keeps trying, he keeps trying to pull it back down over his head and it, it keeps slipping back up, slipping back over. It finally falls off. And she looks at him and she goes, 
oh my God, you're bald. Get off of me. And he goes, what? Come on. Too late. Too late. <laughs> no, and she gets up and she says, she starts getting dressed. Says, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, actually, it was, it was in his room. So she, she goes, I'm, I'm going, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Yeah, I had to wait it out. It was terrible. I'm, I'm, just, like, a, I'm just a bald man, you know? <laughs> Leave me alone. I just want to watch television. <laughs> All I have is bald. Oh, but yeah, that's a... Uh, I, I, I hope I didn't embarrass you, but I love those stories, man. I still tell those oh, stories. No, I, I literally will talk to people like uh, and 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 just tell the story about you. They don't even know who what about wrestling. And I said, hey, this, <laughs> yeah. is my this is what we do. This this fucking guy. This guy That's the funny. truth. You can't make up the shit that like the three of us have seen together. It's weird because it's we've actually never been the right. three of us together anywhere, but with you right. and with you, it, yeah, right. it's another situation where the three of us would be uh, three amigos on the road for sure. So here's, a, here's another little little game we play on suplexes and cerveza. So it's just a couple of different questions, not rust and questions, and um, just a little a couple of different things. So you guys ready? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. How old were you? There's nothing incriminating here. It's just different things. How old were you when you lost your, your virginity? I think I was 17. Yeah, I was too. I was late. 16 or 17. All right, all right. You guys are making for up sure. for it. Okay, cool. <laughs> you made up for it back in the yeah, day. Yeah, no, that's what it was for me. You got to, you know, yeah, yeah. work it out. Yeah, I hear you. I was the same thing. I was, I was, I was 17 myself. Old, a uh, late bloomer. Yeah, what, yeah. What was the first car you had sex in? Oh, fuck. Oh, you had the first car you had sex in? Yeah, the first car you had sex Christ. in. Christ. I don't even remember. The first, yeah. I mean, definitely not my first car. And probably not my second car. <laughs> So it was probably like a Ford Taurus <laughs> that I got after I wrecked my other car. <laughs> yeah, my, my, mine would have been when I was 17, probably a Ford Bronco 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, good car. So my, buddy had a Bronco, my buddy had a Bronco 2. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what was the first fight you got into? How old were you? <laughs> it was actually, I, you know, fight like, you know, like, it doesn't have to be like a boxing match, but actually a fight like a, like a street fight. <laughs> I mean, my first fight that I can remember has a wrestling story attached to it. I was in the third grade yeah. and they were getting crush over on TV doing the Kona crush at the time. Yeah, and this kid, the, uh, the, the, uh, kickball went in the Creek and we would argue about who got to get in the Creek and get it. It was a big deal. And this kid had just went John McKenzie and he was like, I'm going to get it. I was like, no, I'm going to get it. And he goes, you're a fat ass. And I said, fuck you. And he punched me in the stomach and like bent me over. So I punched him yeah. back, but I was this big, heavy kid and he went down, but he, he landed on his ass right in front of me. So I was just like, that's what Crush does every week. So I started giving him the Crush, right? But I'm like a 150-pound third grader. And all of a sudden, his jaw goes, <laughs> and he's like, oh! and it oh, broke oh his fucking jaw, dude. And his, the parents had to come in, and I had to stay out of play period for like the month. And yeah, I broke his jaw, gave him the cone of Crush. How old are you? Fuck. I was in the third grade. You actually put, you broke somebody's jaw by crushing their head? Well, I didn't know that you like put it up here and worked it. I was like just squeezing it the hell just out of trying his to, face. Just trying to I kill know. the poor kid. Office CC, brother. Back even back then. You... <laughs> he was always CC in the max. Still. <laughs> Overwhelming. All right, Carl, yours. I got into it with the kid named Danny Luther in, in, uh, in the neighborhood. He was a big bully. And uh, I must have been 11. He was probably 13. And we were going back and forth. I remember in the woods, and I pushed him, and I pushed him hard. And it 
and made him go back about four steps and I put my dukes up ready to fucking go and he punched me in the face brother and I went fucking flying and he got on top of me and fucking wailed on me and I'm like trying my hardest to just boom 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 he finally gets off walks away and I fucking got up and I was like fuck you want more and I was like 11 years old I remember that I was ready I was ready to keep going and he fucking whooped my ass man you know what that that's good because that's, and my buddy my buddy matt cook kept telling me oh yeah man you fucking you were you had him and i was like nah, <laughs> that's good, a good man. friend danny yeah, luther yeah, had yeah. me brother danny well, luther whooped my ass i think your face broke his hand <laughs> yeah <laughs> we got we got into it a couple of years later as we got older and I, I i wore him out pretty good in a in a good one on the basketball court but it was that first one he fucking lit, beat the shit out of me I don't know if I've ever told you this one or not, but there was this kid when I was about the same age and he was like, like two or three grades older. And he, we had the same bus stop. He was a bully named Eric Gillum. He would whoop my ass every day. So my dad goes, my dad goes, I'm tired of you getting your ass kicked all the time. You got to toughen up. And I'm like, dad, he's fucking older than me. He's bigger than me. I don't know what to do. He goes, okay. So we go down to the basement. He goes to his little wood shop area. He takes a two by four. He cuts a piece about this big, right? Puts in my backpack. Goes, Eric starts beating your ass tomorrow take this out and whip his ass with it i was like i don't know but okay this is a great plan so i'm like on the bus and like we're getting ready for the stop and eric's like putting fucking wet willies in my ear and i'm like i got this motherfucker now (laughs) so we get off the bus and he immediately pushes me down like normal and i unzip the backpack i pull the fucking board out i go to hit him he fucking cuts me off takes the board fucking beats the shit out of me with it like throws it at me i'm laying there like all fucked up lander selling walking up the street and i can see my dad I can see my dad out the dining room window across the street going, once you get your ass kicked. <laughs> this fucking, this fucking I had to do the same thing, like grow up and get big and then come back and beat those guys up just yeah. for childhood justification. I know, right? <laughs> I guess I can just say that I'm more famous than him or something. There you yeah. go. That's why we all became wrestlers so we can, <laughs> we, we, we were, we back were, to uh, kick your ass. Traumatized yeah. as kids from get beat and beat up. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I didn't get picked on either. Like I was always able to just avoid getting fucked with. Right. I don't know. I was always friends with, I was always athletics. I was always on the football, basketball, baseball. So nobody ever like, never, nobody ever bullied me or anything except, except yeah. for Danny Luther's ass. But <laughs> even, I was a little even, kid, even they didn't bully me. I might've even started the fight. Cause I put, I pushed him first and then he, so maybe I was the one talking shit. I just don't really remember. I just remember you were the bully. You me. were the bully. You didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you were the bully. He was just getting his comeuppance. This story's in fucking reverse. I just he, he was definitely, but he was definitely the bully. I just right. I, I know I, I I struck first and he won. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite type of food? Fuck. I like Japanese sushi, man. Give me sushi, mm. baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. seafood sushi. I think we're on the same page. Probably all three of like, us. Yeah. If it's if it's a go-to on the road, if I can, if I can, if I can search it on Uber Eats or something, or if there's a good sushi place, we always look for that. Or in Japan, Korean barbecue for sure. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure, killer. Uh, what, what type of music do you guys like? Like your favorite band or group? I like everything. I mean, anywhere from country with, I mean, Hank Williams Jr. and all the way to Eminem. Lil Wayne, I can hear, I can listen to everything. Nice. The older I get, the more like outlaw country that I listen to, and it's like the newer guys, like Cody Jenks and the Turnpike Troubadours and all those guys. They're they're like grizzled road brothers, I guess. It's just fun to listen to them. Yeah, yeah, no, cool. That I get it. That's good. Um, best city to work in. So best city, country. You know, what what do you guys, what do you guys love? We like Chicago a lot. We like LA. 
once we got like really over, I think the smarter cities like this, like New York and Chicago and LA and of course right. Tokyo, London, like that Manchester building is always real cool to us. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh, craziest fan moments. Man. I think like they keep happening. I know, right? Well, what, like, like, tell me one of them because I know there's a bunch of them. Which well, you know, like, you got to understand, like, I'm so nuts. Like, some of these fans become part of my life. Like, Vernon Love, who's on my Instagram every day. Just a he fan. Was stand out, he was standing out in front of my wrestling school marking out for me, and I thought he was Bill Dundee when I met him. Yeah. Fast forward two years later, and I'm getting lips tattooed on his tit that he thinks are from a woman, and they're from a man because we ribbed him, and now it's on him for the rest of his life. So I guess those are my weirdest fan moments, people who turn into, like, you do have a a, a, yeah. a uh, hodgepodge of uh, your buddies and people around you. I have a gaggle <laughs> of geese over here. When I'm getting picked up from going to your house, I'm getting picked up the air, airport by. A, I mean, you know, the moving walkways, the moving walkways that go by each other in the Tokyo airport. I remember this. I mean, I was with Rock, Rocky was even there. There was a, I just heard machine gun. And this girl had her thing over her hand and she turned and looked at me and she's going the other way on the thing and kept staring. And I went, yeah. I just waved and bam, she hit the end of, end of the thing and it flipped and she fell on the floor. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. <laughs> just like, you know, she tripped at the bottom. I was like, oh, yeah, that's good shit. Oh, sorry. That was yeah. a, the only time I ever got recognized in a Tokyo airport. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I one of the time. No, that's, that, that, that's cool. So, you go to Mexico and you have some of those fun, fuck, you have some fun crowds down there you can play off. And, yeah, like, I mean, there, there was times, like, when I was, like, like, let's say I'm wrestling in, like, WWE and I'm in a hot angle. Oh, my God, like, it was hot. We could just go. It was awesome. I mean, it was incredible. And there was times, you know, I'd come out for, you know, whatever the show was at the time, Velocity yeah. or whatever it was, yeah. the main show, and, you know, I'd it didn't even matter who I'm wrestling, and all of a sudden it's just some, you know, no, you know, no reaction, and you're just it's like, fuck, emotion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it, man. So that right now with all the coronavirus going on and all that stuff, I don't know how these guys are wrestling, like in front of. I don't know how you guys are wrestling in front of nobody. Because well, we, we, we yeah. like, the people who watch, and and real quick to let you guys talk on that. But like we we get our like our energy and we get we don't through the crowd you know we don't feel anything like I, I like you know you punch me in the face that hurts I get in the crowd sure. I mean you know, when it's I mean it's hot, it's hot I'm in the ring and it's super loud punch me in the face I don't feel anything but now I got no. a muscle and there's no crowd I mean it's I brutal in the ring would hurt I got Chavo I just got I got about I got about a five minute countdown for me my wife just came in and said we're not we're not going. <laughs> We're not going to Mexican not tonight. There's a, ah! <laughs> no, no, we'll there's a, there's a valet, a valet, no <laughs> a Chris valet. It's called, well, it's called, it's called Valertas. It's right up the road and it closes at 10 and Fuck, I um, go. she just came in and she goes, she, you might, you might be able to hear the promo. She cuts. Like, <laughs> you'll be able to see on the Patreon. I'll see my face. No, it's all good. It's all good, man. It's all good. Trust me. I got the same thing. I got a dog looking. So, at me. <laughs> go back and watch it. If you watch on the Patreon, you see me going like this. <laughs> Hello, my friends are here. Like, can you, you know, sh sh tell me how amazing I am first before you tell me what a cocksucker I am? Yeah. <laughs> it's welcome to the marriage of a wrestler. <laughs> yes. Fuck. Right, but the, but the crowd, like, 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 how much do you guys actually feed off that crowd? Oh, totally, oh. man. Totally. Bro, it's, yeah. It, you, yeah, it's the only thing that we can. I mean, that's it's it's. It, 
that's why talking shop mania was so fun because you could hear us just screaming in the background that was it because otherwise because it's weird you know and and i can say this if we're in like madison square garden and they're electric we're having the time of our life but like him and i have come home from japan when they were working with you know gfw or whoever and we're in a minor league ballpark and it's right. not filled up and whatever but then we walk out and that bullet club music hits and the people who are there are going nuts and they're there to see us and everything we do there every time we do this dumb shit they're fucking popping we're going fuck yeah we're having as much fun as we were having in the yeah. garden right. going, and there yeah. wasn't right. there wasn't many but there was there was just they, they were all so vocal that shit made it that shit made mm. it so much fun no for sure totally. for sure totally what do you guys <clears throat> now i know we just talked had talking shop mania so let's let's quickly talk about that and and put that over and see how uh how everybody can watch that still oh it's man. gonna live Good. forever on fight tv um so once you buy it you can watch it then you can go back and watch it again uh i don't know timeline wise when this is coming out but there are replays all over conventional american pay-per-view whether you have direct dish and demand uh, the Canadian networks, you can just fucking scroll down on your pay-per-view area. You can click buy. You can purchase right. it. It's just fourteen ninety-nine. It's the you price. Actually pay. One of Chavo's yeah. margaritas, as we were saying in our last couple of uh, interviews, it's worth the price of a margarita. I wasn't sure. I've seen the reviews. Buy that shit. It totally is the worst pay-per-view mm -hmm. ever, but I promise you'll laugh. It's oh, so it successful. We might have to actually pay Chavo for part two. It was awesome. Man. For just to be a part of it, when I heard you guys got re got released, the first thing I did was call Gallows and said, "Hey, I, I want to be a good brother. How do I get yeah. out of this, guys? Because yeah, don't this worry, is, you guys are you guys are doing it right. You're having fun in wrestling. You guys. I was just talking to Hulk Hogan the other day, not dropping names. Hulk rules, I actually man. was. Love Hulk. I actually was, and he was. Uh, I was. I was telling him because he saw my promo on, uh, not my promo, a little Instagram push of of the uh you know talking shop where i was talking about this is the worst pay-per-view i'm ashamed to be a part of it and he asked me he goes hey was that a shoot like were you really were you were you like you know like you're like this guy i suck and i'm like well we're, <laughs> we're talking about the pay-per-view it was in the horrible awesome pay-per-view but i talked about how awesome you guys were that you guys grew up in the wrong era you should have been in the 80s because you guys <laughs> yeah. are about having fun wrestling you guys are about you know, you know, partying with the, with the boys, but getting up in the morning and training and, and making the town and busting your asses in the ring and doing it again. That's what you guys are about. And uh, he was like, oh, man, yeah. All right, cool, cool, you know. I love Hawk, man. That's so He's fucking great. Great, yeah. He, uh, I don't know if he was just having beers or whatever, but we popped big. I popped big, I can right. say. And I don't pop from shit anymore. You know how we get so jaded. Course, but when our Slammiversary thing uh, dropped, Impact put it out, and it was like, the highest rated tweet or something they had but the first comment was hulk and, and he like i said he might have been drunk but he was like hey cheers to the good brothers the best team to ever do it and i've called him and i was like hulk said we're the best so if we didn't need the money we could just fucking quit fuck it <laughs> that's yeah that's because that's because chavo probably put it over put us over that on talk awesome. for talking shop of mania yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> top of shop of mania guys you can you can find that on fight tv it was a pleasure to do it i can't wait for talking shop of mania too uh luke gallows Paul Anderson, Doc Gallows, many, many names. Man, Gallows of many names. If you're going to watch uh, yeah. Talking Shop of Mania, please turn the volume up during the Chico Chavo gym fight. My favorite line of the whole pay per view is not the padded chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, the padded chair spot. No, it was not the chair shot. Not the, not or the, those the chair shot. 
the padded chair to the head. Yeah, the padded chair. <laughs> I lost it when I hey watched guys, work, that. Hey, guys, where can anybody wants to find you? Where can they find you and see what's going on with you? At Machine Gun K.A. for Carl Anderson. Famous Hoot. At the That's underscore me. big LG for me, the big hoot, Gallows and Anderson, the Good Brothers. Catch us on Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Impact on Access. Don't sleep on Impact. We're about to make that shit rock again. Awesome, guys. Thanks. And you, the, the best tag, in my opinion, the best tag team out there right now. Definitely out of the ring for me, for sure. That's all that matters. We're the really out of the ring. Us. As long as we're good brothers, <laughs> out of the ring, no matter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You might not get a five-star match from us, but you have a five-star <laughs> hangout session. <laughs> we'll give you a four-star match and a five-star hangout session. He literally total, told our new <laughs> boss. Stars. He literally told our new boss, they just come to see us walk out and do this, brother. It's not working. Yeah, they don't want to see. They don't get, I don't give a fuck about our stars. We did, they just want to see us, brother. Yeah, that's, 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 you guys, you guys are figuring out. If that's what's really going on, that you don't actually have to wrestle, they just want to see you that's you figured it out that's what we need i don't know what's worse that i said that or that my boss agreed with it <laughs> i was just going like this all right 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 yeah. hey i love you guys Chavo, thank, thank you brother you, Chavo. thanks for having us good brother no nah, for appreciate sure appreciate you baby safe, guys uh, you know we'll be in touch i'm sure we'll be talking soon and texting and texting be pictures and stuff swimming so. soon you know it <laughs> thanks good brother be safe right, guys. guys love you guys love you too love man. you brother thanks Appreciate it. Peace out. See you, baby. Thank you. Later, brothers. And there you have it. The very first podcast uh, of Suplexes and Cerveza with Chavo Guerrero Jr. It may not air in that order, but that was the very first one. I, I popped my cherry with the Good Brothers as uh, uh, Gallows reminded the world. <laughs> I love those guys. I should have been a good brother. I, I definitely miss my calling. Those guys are having way too much fun in wrestling. And uh, I think that's something that wrestling is missing is the boys just having fun and just out there enjoying themselves, not only in the ring, but outside of the ring. And it's, uh, it's a great business. It's a fun business. And those guys are taking full advantage of it. Don't forget to check me out on Twitter uh, at MexWarrior and on Instagram at Chavagirl Jr., also, check out my Patreon page that is launching, uh, coinciding with this uh, podcast, and it's also called Suplexes and Cerveza. That's where you can see the Zoom video of this podcast and a whole lot more, and that is on Patreon.com. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, can't wait to do my next one, and hope you guys will join me on that. God bless you guys. Be safe, and viva la raza. Chavo. ¿Quieres pedo? Nachale. Ya sabes que a mí me vale. ¿Quieres pedo? Nachale. Cause you know that I'm down for the jale. Knuckle up and boogie, let's get down. Knuckle up and boogie, you beat down. Knuckle up and boogie, let's get down. Now everybody gather around. Soy el Chavo. Do you know what that means? Got my back against the wall, so I go the extreme. Watch out, homie. Slow your roll before I bounce on your head.
to the bottom If you want connections, Mexicans got them So Latino, so you know I bring the heat Like mad or an idiot to the rhythm of a beat I wear my bandana like a king wears a crown Step up, jump up and get beat down Respect the name, 